Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2102. Today we're talking hot rods. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in El Segundo, California, with a very special guest by the name of John McGann. John, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear? And are you ready to release the clutch? I am ready to release the clutch, Mark. Thank you very much for having me. You're welcome. We're going to lay some stripes down because we're going to be talking about hot rods and cool cars and all that kind of stuff. We kind of do that every day here on Cars Yeah, but for you, it's extra special. But before I give you a proper introduction and we dive into your world, what's one little thing that maybe people don't know about you, John? Hmm. I am a severe introvert. No. <laughs> so sometimes, sometimes that makes my job a little bit difficult. Well, yeah. You Well, I, you know, I, with all my guests, I have a nice little pre-show chat. And uh, mm-hmm. I'll tell listeners that I didn't get that impression at all when we were chatting at the beginning. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny when you interview people every day. And, and that's why I don't even use the word interview. I use the mm-hmm. word conversation because I always tell people, this is just like you and I meeting at a hot rod show, yeah. talking about a car we like and so forth. So, uh, and you're a great company because there's been 2,101 people before you that I didn't <laughs> gobble up and some have even come back. So I promise wow. to be nice. Yeah, no worries. Thank you. We'll have fun. All right, let me give you a proper introduction. John McGann is the editor-in-chief of Hot Rod Magazine, a voracious reader of car magazines and lover of all things automotive. He set out to learn as much as he could about cars. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. An automotive technology program provided the foundation while fumbling around with large American sedans, provided real-world experience, and finally, a Bachelor of Science degree in Photojournalism provided the focus. Nice pun. John accepted <laughs> a five-month photography internship at Motor Trend Magazine back in 2003, and upon completion, he remained with the publishing company, managing a photo studio for 18 months before becoming photo editor for Hot Rod and CarCraft. He eventually became editor of CarCraft in 2014 and retained that position until March 2018 when he moved to Hot Rod as executive editor. He was promoted to editor-in-chief of Hot Rod in April of 2019. I see a little trend in your life here, John. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> we'll be back in just a minute, but first a word from our sponsor. So please give them a little love. They're the reason we're here today, and we'll be right back. I love Covercraft's new five-layer all-climate cover. It was developed and engineered for anything Mother Nature can throw our way. It's very soft, breathable, and easy to store and pampers your paint and interior surfaces, providing maximum UV, rain, dust, and snow protection. Add their gust guards for windy conditions for extra protection. Their five-layer all-climate cover is custom-tailored with Covercraft's attention to detail, form and fit with a quality and attention that's been their standard since 1965. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, and watercraft. Too. Every one of my vehicles is protected by a Covercraft cover. And I have a deal for you. Use the code YAH21 at Covercraft.com and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order plus free shipping. That's right, 10% off and free shipping. Just type in the word YAH, Y-E-A-H, 2-1 at checkout, YAH21 at Covercraft.com. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. 
Zengen, it's a company that I learned about when I had Zengen's Matt Spurlock as a guest here on Cars Yeah. Matt's helping us enthusiasts understand the benefits of using oil analysis and proper sampling methods with the Zengen Consumer Testing Service to determine the condition of your engine in anything from cars to motorcycles, boats, and even aircraft engines. I gave it a try with my two vehicles, sent in my samples with their easy-to-use sample kit, and received my own personal Zengen report. I was thrilled to discover that both my cars got really great scores. Huh, what a relief. Wouldn't you like to know what's going on inside your engine before something expensive goes wrong that you had no idea was lurking under the hood? It's like a blood test for your body, but for your vehicle. And I've got a great deal for you. Go to ZengenScore.com and use the code CARSYEAH20 and you'll get 20% off your first two kits. What a deal. Preventative knowledge and maintenance could save you thousands and you'll rest better at night knowing your engine's condition is A-OK. That's ZengenScore.com and use the code CARSYEAH20 today. Most people don't think about their collector car insurance until their annual premium becomes due. Well, why wait and see if there are better options for your beloved rides? I didn't. Did you know if you change carriers before your policy runs out, your insurance company has to refund you the unearned portion of your policy premium? I did my homework, I shopped around, and I found American Collectors Insurance. And that's who protects my Porsche Turbo. That's right, the one I call my Orange Crush. They've been protecting collector vehicles since 1976. I encourage you to call my friends at American Collectors Insurance. Ask them about their agreed value policy. And if your collector vehicle is on your regular auto policy, you will be shocked at the savings, not to mention the assurance, should something bad happen to your ride, that you'll get what your vehicle is actually worth. Give them a call today for a quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of Mark Green at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. Give them a call today. So, John, we are back, so we're going to dive a little deeper into the corners, I like to say, as we get in some hot rods and have some fun today. But I want to talk a little bit about this background because I find out that you love photography, and that kind of got you into the career, and then you evolved your way through. So kind of take us back and walk us through your career, and then we're going to talk more about your role there at Hot Rod Magazine. Sure. I was a very late bloomer. I uh, graduated high school in 1991 mm-hmm. and I uh, went to college for a couple years and I couldn't figure out what the hell to do with myself. <laughs> like most people. <laughs> yeah. And so I ended up starting this cycle of on again, off again in, in programs and working full time. And I finally decided on photography probably sometime around 1997 when I went back to college and I just took photography, a intro to photography class Mm -hmm. as an elective, just for something to do. I needed to fill some hours. And, you know, I've been taking pictures, but I wasn't doing it any formal way at all. I didn't mind it. It was always kind of fun. So in that concentrated environment, I was like, well, (laughs) okay, I kind of like this. It's, it's visual, it's, it's artistic, but it's also very practical and somewhat mechanical too. We were using manual film cameras at the time. Oh yeah. The old days. (laughs) Right, right. So I investigated, I was talking with my teachers there and they recommended I change colleges and go to Ohio university because they had a photojournalism 
class. And oh, okay. that's what I was interested in rather than studio photography. I kind of liked the having to chase a story, having to you know anticipate action happening, that kind of work. And so I did. I transferred to OU, graduated in three years. I, I made a point to I'm going to do this and I'm going to see it through. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Something I love. That That's the most important part of this story, mm-hmm. I think. It, yes, you're right. So it was great. I graduate. I've got this degree. And now I'm like, all right, newspapers, you're going to hire me, right? <laughs> and <laughs> so I began the job searching process. And it was difficult because that's right around the time when digital cameras were becoming good enough to use for publishing. And newspapers were, instead of hiring a separate dedicated photo staff, were sending their reporters, their writers out with digital cameras because if you can erase your bad pictures, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I was having a really difficult time finding a job. I was about about six months of Mm -hmm. applying for different jobs all around the country. And out of an act of desperation, I called the photographer at Motor Trend Magazine, because I've been into car magazines since I was a very little kid. And I left him a, a voice message and said, how do I get in the business? I figured that would be better than how, you know, you guys should hire yeah, me. Yeah, I want a job. Yeah, right, right. yeah help me. Yeah. Right. How do I get in the business? It took two weeks, but he called me back, asked nice. for my portfolio. And two to three weeks after that, he called me back out of the blue again and offered me an internship. Oh, cool. So, and I was living in Ohio at the time. We were from Cleveland. I grew up in Cleveland. And uh, <laughs> it wasn't a paid internship, unfortunately. But my, my dad's like, if you don't do this, you're not going to get the chance again. So, right. yeah. 30 years old, I moved to Los Angeles to take an internship at Motor Trend Magazine to be their photo intern. And, you know, it's, it's led to where I am today. Well, it's a great story. You know, you hit that weird time frame mm-hmm. in history of digital coming on, internet mm-hmm. coming on, print was kind of the beginning of uh, trouble for a lot of print because yes. they weren't adjusting to what was happening. But then again, how did they know? Because it was right. all kind of new and different. And right. yeah, you kind of fell into the, those weird cracks. I bet that's kind of the way you felt, right? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. Just when I thought I knew what's going on, they changed the rules. A little bit, yeah. And it's it's been a lot of that since then. Yeah, when I first started, we were using film cameras. We were using slide film transparency and developing the transparencies at a local color shop here in Los Angeles. And then since then, it's turned into digital, digital publishing. And then, yeah, the rise of social media, YouTube, all that stuff and how that's affected the industry. It's, it's almost makes your head spin when you think about it. Well, it does. And and that leads you to today with Hot Rod Magazine. Now, you're at this iconic, legendary mm-hmm. title that started back in the late 40s, I think, wasn't it? Yes, 1948. Yeah. And you think about the evolution of the Hot Rod, what was going on after the war. GI is mm-hmm. coming back. They felt invincible if they made it back. Right. You know, I survived that. I can do anything. And culture was changing and the 50s were coming. You think about all this stuff that was going on and you picked up the gavel here to carry this thing forward. That must have been a bit of a 
a heavy gavel because it's like, okay, here, you're in charge. Don't mess mm-hmm. this up. Oh, that's a, I, yes. I actually, <laughs> yeah, I feel that every day. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, that's it's good to have a little heat at your back, yes, just like totally. racing, you know, to have somebody chasing you. Uh, I've, I've heard of some race car drivers that don't even want to be in the front for a while. They want to be chasing the mm-hmm. front guy and then mm-hmm. pass him at that last minute, kind of like mm-hmm. that Indy 500 deal. So what's it been like uh, taking on Hot Rod Magazine, and, and especially since you've done it? Because now we're in this whole other change of mindset and what hot rods right. are and now we're going into these you know just just when you get where you are oh no we're gonna do this ev thing <laughs> yes 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 that's all right <laughs> all valid all valid concerns and they're all part of i guess what's happening in society but i look at them as separate things evs just just as particular i i i'm not sure if they are actually the emerging technology i know that's something that is a movement right now, but I don't know if that's actually going to survive the search for something more environmentally friendly. So, you know, I keep hearing about hydrogen powered vehicles instead, and that may be the actual solution. So EVs, I don't care too much about. They're on my radar. I don't personally like them. I'm not interested in them. I don't want to drive them. Um, <laughs> yeah, but well, I think there's a lot of car people that kind of feel that way. You know, the, what I've, I've heard is an analogy here, and I've heard this many times on Cars Yeah with many guests is if you think back to the horse and mm-hmm. then the first combustion engine and people go, oh, who wants to ride in that slow, smelly, stinky <laughs> thing? Right. You know, a horse, well, the horse might smell funny, but he's that's much right. faster and more reliable because that's what we know. But eventually it changed, but mm-hmm. the horse never really went away. True. It's still around today. It's just used in a different venue. And I, I've heard people talk about that, that the combustion engine and cars, let's say hot rods, supercars, mm-hmm. sports cars, all these things will eventually be what the horse is. So you'll take them to special places and use mm-hmm. them. And if you think about hot rods, I mean, there's different variations of hot rods. So tell me how, since you've been in charge there, the hot rod mentality has evolved a bit. Because if you think back to what I consider hot rods when I was a kid in the 60s right. and 70s, it was the, you know, the... 32, the deuce and right. cars with these fenders off. And I was like, oh, those are those things that were done a while ago. And then you get into muscle cars that could you call right. that a hot rod maybe? So what do you see or how do you guys approach the hot rod world today with Hot Rod Magazine? Yeah, it's definitely an evolving term, hot rod. And, you know, what's a performance car? I just tackled that issue in an editorial column I wrote about cars like the Singer built Porsches. Um, There's a company called Cyan that's doing the similar treatment to Volvo P1800s, if you can believe it. I just had Um, uh, the guy in charge on my show last week. Yep. Very cool person. Hans was here. Yes, I got to meet him, too, at at a press event. And he put the question to me directly, can a Volvo be a hot rod? And absolutely so, yes. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that because <laughs> I was waiting for you to say, could a singer be a hot rod? And in my mind, yeah, absolutely. Or mm-hmm. Rod Emery outlaw build or mm-hmm. John Wilhoyt outlaw build or, mm-hmm. I mean, there's the RSR project. And I'll, I'll ask you this question, John, because I was always my whole life a bit of a diehard purist. I felt mm-hmm. that classic cars, old cars had to be somewhat pure to what they were. Mm-hmm. But yeah. when you start driving a Singer, when you drive an Emery Outlaw, a John Wilhoyt Outlaw, RSR, yeah. I mean, those cars, my whole philosophy's changed now. I'm, I'm, an, I'm a hot rod guy. I guess I'm a hot <laughs> rod guy. I never knew I was. I think that movement, and it's going to continue, but I think that movement sort of stems out of how reliable, comfortable, almost like you don't have to think about any maintenance issues at all, new cars are. And right. so within that context, you're like, you're looking at your old car because, I mean, let's face it, 
anything older than 19, maybe 90 or 95 or so, we'll call it, has a lot of character still, but especially going back into the 50s and 60s. Those cars just look good compared to the stuff that's on the road today. Uh, I can't even tell a Hyundai from a Kia from a... I know. It's just something out of my wife the other day. We were driving somewhere and I went, gosh, everything is white, gray yep. or black and right. boring and vanilla. Right. It's like, where are all the cool cars? Right. Looks like a jelly bean. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> people who are interested in cars still want something that stands out. Like I don't need a, I don't want to drive a Corolla or a Camry. I have this old thing or I see an ad for this, whatever it is. And I want that. So they get it and they're like, oh, wow, this thing drives terribly it's it rides rough the brakes are terrible uh it's not like my camry and so then you're well how do i make it ride and drive and accelerate like a camry or take your pick dodge challenger hellcat new mustang new camaro and really that's something that we've always been doing but i think it's more overt now where you take something you keep its classic shape but you modernize it in uh, you know a variety of different ways, that's that's all possible with the aftermarket now. Brake kits, suspensions, coilovers, fuel efficient but powerful engines, electronic fuel injection, overdrive transmissions, and all of a sudden you can take something. I've got two of them right here in my garage, uh, especially my '67 C10. I mean, it's still rough around the edges, but you know it's got coilovers, it's got big big tires, rack and pinion steering. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. Well, it makes yeah. it more comfortable. And mm-hmm. you know, so let me ask you this question, John, from your perspective, when does a vehicle become a hot rod? That I know that is a tough thing to, because everyone <laughs> will have their own opinion. Some might say, well, it's the second I do something to it. So I, I put a cold air kit or I put a K&N air filter in it. All of a sudden I'm a hot rodder. And you know, there, there's a whole different spectrum of things that people do to cars and how you're judged based on the other people in your community. I would say that someone who just buys a car, puts a can and ill filter on, that's a start. And that's a, that's a great start. Yes, you're a hot rodder because you're personalizing it. I like, I, you know, here's this thing I like, but I, I want to make it my own or I want to do this because it's supposed to be better because that will lead to other things. All of a sudden, you're like, yeah, well, I did that. That wasn't so bad. Let me put a cold air kit on it around this Canon air filter. And then it goes from there. Well, I hear headers make your exhaust flow better. Or, you know, let's put bigger diameter tubes and, and freer flowing mufflers. And next thing you know, you're <laughs> your elbows deep into... Spending money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Spending money. Yeah. Um, hopefully, there's a DIY aspect. Uh, it's nice. If, you know, I don't look down on people who don't build their own cars. Some people do, and I understand that. But, you know, you're in there, you're learning, you're doing stuff. And uh, if you're doing some of your work, on doing some of your own work yourself, then that's even better. Yeah. So would you say the philosophy has evolved, obviously, over time with Hot Rod Magazine? But today, would you say it's a lot more welcoming to a wider variety of people who love different kinds of cars than maybe back in the 60s when a hot rod was typically a, a car that was modified from the right. 30s and the 40s, the 50s, and right. you would never look at something newer than 58, 59, I don't know, you know pick a number, let's say, when I was a kid. Is that the philosophy now? I think so, yes. And, well, that's good. Mm-hmm. And I would even go further to say, um, you know, when, when Hans asked me, Hans from Cyan asked about the Volvo, 
there's the notion of doing something to your car for more performance, for better performance, and that I would consider hot rodding. Now, within that context, too, the audience of Hot Rod Magazine would also have a set of expectations that would typically be you know, American car, V8 engine, rear-wheel drive. And that's kind of our core still, but we've, we always have to evolve with the times, with the readers, with readers' budgets, and then with the um, demise of the other magazines that our company used to do two years ago, where there was a niche for, you know, we had Chevy High Performance, we had Super Chevy, Muscle Mustangs, and Fast Forward, so that kind of all those titles had their own entity, and now they're gone. So Hot Rod in addition to like updating or, or keeping up with the times, now our audience got that much broader because the other niche magazines went away. And so we can, you know, we Bring can handle into the family. Exactly. So yeah. new Mustangs, new Camaros, hot rod can be anything from a model T T bucket to a brand new Corvette, a Camaro. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's kind of fun and mm-hmm. it, it's more inclusive and, you know, car people are all buddies anyway. I always say yeah. if it rolls on rubber, I probably like it. Uh, maybe, oh, yeah. Maybe some more than others, but yeah, for yeah. sure. Has there been a, a driving inspiration or a influential person, mentor, somebody in your life that's been a great inspiration for you in your career? Yes. That would be John Kiewitz, who was the photographer at Motor Trend at the time, who hired uh-huh. me or offered me the internship. Okay. Um, I would never have gotten into the business, I don't think, otherwise, and I wouldn't be where I am right now because of him. Nice. So when you think about John... You know, he did some nice things for you Mm -hmm. that led to or took you to where you are today. And I always say to people, you just never know when you meet somebody where that connection can take you. And that's why you always want to make that connection positive, especially right out of the box. But but keep those connections near and dear because, boy, they can change your life, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I had a a coworker who said it's good to be pleasant with people you meet in the industry and, and without outside of the industry. Cause you never know who you're going to be working for one of these days. Yeah. just like burning those bridges. You never <laughs> want to burn those bridges because, nope. uh, or those ladders, you might have to climb up that ladder again someday. You <laughs> That's know? right. Exactly eat right. Some, eat some crow a little bit. Mm-hmm. We'll take a short break and thank some sponsors here. We come back. I want to talk about a big challenge that you faced along the way. Uh, all great leaders have faced challenges. So keep that in thought, that thought in mind, keep seatbelts tight and we'll be right back. You listeners know I've been into car care my entire life. I am so excited to team up with AutoGeek in 2022. AutoGeek.net has been a leading source of auto detailing products, accessories, and expert knowledge for more than 20 years. What started in 1997 as a mail order catalog company has grown into a multi-website based e-commerce store that they are today. With a large online presence on its own website featuring close to 100 different brands, AutoGeek has grown to be the largest car care retailer in the country. AutoGeek's wholesale program serves accounts in over 30 countries and its retail sector ships worldwide. Go to AutoGeek.net for the best product selection on the internet today and their stellar technical support. AutoGeek.net. It's where I go for all my detailing needs. That's AutoGeek.net. Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team 
covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe, and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. We all count on skilled auto technicians to ensure that our families and ourselves are safe on the road. That an airplane will get me safely to my destination. That trucks are moving the stock to shelves of essential parts and things that we need. That's why Tech Force Foundation's slogan is so appropriate. When techs rock, America rolls. I love that. Tech Force is a charity of cars, yeah. And like all charities... They need our support. If you love cars and can relate to the young person's desire to turn their passion into a career, go to techforce.org today and donate or become a volunteer. That's techforce.org. So, John, the challenge question. One of my favorites here on Cars, yeah. A big obstacle, big challenge, maybe even a big failure you faced that you had to overcome. But more importantly, what did it teach you moving forward? Yeah, well, it's a lot. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know how personal you want to get. I don't talk about this with a lot of people, but it is a real issue. Oh, and now you've opened the door, so we got to walk in. I guess in. I, yeah. I have to, <laughs> have <laughs> to sure. go there. But yeah, we've been a lot of interesting places on this show, so don't worry about it. Okay. Mental health challenges are something that you know everyone has to deal with. I've I have a long history of having depression, mm. um, and that goes back to me being in high school when before it was trendy to have a therapist, (laughs) you know? Well, sure. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's always sort of there in the back of my mind, Mm -hmm. but you know, you, you deal with these things every day and you overcome, uh, or it's, you know, it's a challenge. I've, I've had it affect my personal life, my professional life on rare occasions, but you know, I've had to ask for a later deadline on an assignment or something because I was having an issue, (laughs) Right, but you know, in spite of it all, I, I'm still here. I've survived a lot of layoffs of the company. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. I would never say I'm a stellar employee, but I, I have survived. I have survived quite a bit. You know, this is an important notion, and I think it's even more important today, especially after COVID. We we hear yes. all the time about, and especially, it's not just young people, but let's let's pick young people. Sure. That this COVID situation, the isolation, the change, all that has really created a devastating situation for so many young people that just don't know how to deal with it. Their parents don't know how to deal with it. And and I really believe that for a long time, and even today in some respects, although it's good that it's changing, is that mental health issues, depression, whatever entity that pops up in someone's life has always been ignored. And I, you know, like we don't talk about that or let's not go there or it's uncomfortable. And I'm glad that it's changing. And it it really is. If you think about it, if you think about health issues, let's talk about even back way back in the day, cancer. Oh, Mm -hmm. we don't, we don't talk about grandma's cancer. No, you know, nowadays that would be ridiculous not to discuss that. And so I'm really happy that people like you are sharing this right now on this forum Mm -hmm. because there's somebody listening out there that has not figured out Mm -hmm. how to deal with this in their life. And if I was to ask you, what are some of the ways that 
you have found that helped you through this that you could share with somebody listening that hasn't figured that out yet that's yeah. sitting there going i'm all by myself my parents won't listen to me or maybe they i haven't even tried to tell them yeah. because i don't know how what, what are some of the things you would share that might help somebody it's very difficult um, and I know that's not inspiring, but it's very difficult that you can get through. Well, it's empathetic. It's yes. <laughs> right. There's a start. Right? Yes. Yeah. But for me personally, it was a continued desire to learn new things. Like I don't have a, I don't have an automotive background. I've always been interested in cars, but I started taking Votech classes at a community college. Cool. And I'm not a great mechanic, but I'm competent. I do my own work. I've learned how to paint cars, do auto body and some paint. I, wow. <laughs> I turned out a, you know, a few paint jobs over the years. That's brave. Yeah, it is. And that's the kind of stuff I threw myself into. You know, when times were pretty bleak in my head, um, there's something like that that you can say, okay, I, I took some project from this state of being to I made it better. You know, I, I fixed a dent. I repaired a rust, some rust damage. I did that myself. You know, I, I painted this fender and it's, it looks good. Now, specifically COVID was a, that was a real tough challenge too, uh, for me because the isolation I'm used to traveling a lot. I'm used to photographing motorsports, oh, yeah. uh, being that at was car shows. Shut down. Yeah. Yeah. I bought a motorcycle. Oh, cool. And yes. What kind of bike did you buy? I have a 2008 Harley Davidson Sportster. Oh, baby. 1200. Yep. Nice. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, nice. <laughs> you know, I, I people say it's well, it's your wife's bike. Well, <laughs> I, you know, it's a <laughs> it's a place to start. I used to have a motorcycle years ago before I moved to California, and uh-huh. and I've never since then I've never been able to get one. So I I made it happen because I was kind of going crazy just sitting around. And what other you know, in a place like California, Southern California, where you can ride every day of the year, basically. Oh yeah, it's a solitary thing. I go out, I ride around. You know, I'm, I'm not endangering anybody's health, <laughs> you know, and it was that that got me through a lot. So there are ways you can cope. You know, you touch on something really important here. And I've talked to a lot of people in the automotive industry who've talked about how the, the car industry, the hobby, all that did mm-hmm. very well during COVID. And one of mm-hmm. the reasons why is that the automobile, the motorcycle became a refuge for us, you know, while yes. the traffic was down, especially when yep. you think about Southern California and the, the traffic situations there, yep. <laughs> you could get in your car, mm-hmm. not harm anybody or risk yourself and go for a drive mm-hmm. and enjoy it mm-hmm. versus most people who don't like cars just sat at home and yeah. felt trapped. So the car that gave us freedom as kids and yep. as America, the automobile evolved and gave us all freedom to travel. Mm-hmm. It became that, yeah, that therapy, right? Yes. That's yeah. the word I'm looking for. Absolutely. I would yeah. I would definitely say that's the case for me. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I really appreciate you sharing a, a really personal side to your life. And I, I believe you gave many people here, and, and even for people that don't suffer from this, but have bits of time where they have self-doubt mm-hmm. perhaps, or they mm-hmm. don't feel good or whatever it might be, go find something to work on that shows some type of accomplishment yeah. forward. And that gives you a sense of, I did that. Yes, Right? That's very important. Yeah. Yeah, very important. I think it's important in, in many respects. Well, nice uh, segue when you talked about that mm-hmm. bike to a special vehicle here, because mm-hmm. I like to ask people about a vehicle that was very special to them. Could be a, a bike, could be a car mm-hmm. you have now, or something in your past. So tell us about that ride. Well, it is. It's a two that, and it's totally stock. Uh, it's a 2008 Sportster Roadster. So it's got the dual front disc brakes, um, which is 
you know, unlike most of Harley Davidson's model lineup. But um, I found it at Bartels here in Marina del Rey. It was for sale on their website. I think I paid $6,500 out the door. Yeah. Uh, I paid it off within a year. Nice. And um, it's been a long time since I've ridden. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, there's a little bit of a learning curve. I had taken all the motorcycle found- safety foundation classes. Oh, those are great. You know, 25 years ago in Ohio. So I signed up for another one. Well, a smart man. I'll tell you, my hat's off to you because I know a lot of people that came back to bikes yep. didn't do that. Yep. And some ended up in a bad situation. I oh, yeah. came back to bikes and did that. And I, I almost thought, why do I need to do this? I rode motorcycles as a kid, <laughs> I, right. but I, I'm convinced it saved my life many times. I, I believe it. I was, I was rusty. I had that class scheduled within a week of me taking possession of the, the sportsters. So, um, and then, yeah, I just, and like you were saying, I'd go on these short rides kind of branched out into more curvy roads and you know i'd go early in the morning or early in the morning on a weekend where there wasn't a lot of traffic i wasn't holding people up and i right. just you know back and forth just like just like practice yep up yeah. and down up and down the, the same stretch of road and you know i finally reached a point where i, I believe me i'm not <laughs> i'm not ready to take a race you know <laughs> join a race series or anything but i i feel you know good and the, yeah. yes and the feeling i get from it i i love driving but motorcycling for some reason is like that much more mm-hmm. oh yeah the smells that you get that you don't get mm-hmm. in a car when you're mm-hmm. isolated and the one thing i've noticed when i got back into riding bikes was you notice everything that yes. in a car you can yep. drive to work and not even remember driving right which That's is true. a little bit frightening but you you remember every pebble on the road every mm-hmm. vehicle every car on a side street every mm-hmm. person walking every dog uh yep. yeah cow whatever it might be yeah, yeah 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 it's cool well congratulations that is Thank very you. fun so i'm gonna be your car psychologist i'm gonna crawl yes. into your skull a little bit if you were manifest or reincarnated pun intended since uh-huh. we started off our talk with a great pun what would you be but more importantly why yeah i know that's a tough <laughs> <laughs> i think my answer might sound a little bit weird but okay. i i think if they were to build an automotive version of me it would be a 454 ss pickup from like 19 to ni- the early 90s or you know like an 88 to 91 or two uh Chevy 454 SS pickup. Ooh. Okay, um, so now we got to know why. Yes, well, because of the performance. Now, you know, you don't think of a half-ton pickup truck as a solid performer, but in its day, at its time, it was pretty unique and, and revolutionary mm-hmm. for Chevrolet to put a you know, 454 engine in there. Oh, yeah. And then lowered, two-wheel drive, nice-looking wheels, kind of classy. You know, you can I can take it out to a nice restaurant. Uh, and not feel like, you know, the, the valet guy is going to sneer at me. And, <laughs> Park and, in the back, Bob. The deliveries <laughs> are at the back door. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Parking around the corner. And that generation Chevy pickups really held their value. So they're, they're kind of like a workhorse. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess that would that's what I envision. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's kind of cool. I love the stacked headlights on those things. If I've got my, my mind straight on that, right? Does mm-hmm. it have like the four headlights? But, or or yeah, is they, that a turn signal down below they, there? It was the turn signals below, but they the early ones had those two little sealed beam headlights next to each other with the oh, the okay. w- wide turn signal beneath it. And yeah, they're just good looking. I really I've always liked that truck. I have a, a ninety three GMC, same you know C fifteen hundred single cab, two wheel drive, short bed. That's my other car. So you know I'm kind of building a 
a mini version of or a light version of a 454 SS. Awesome. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. how about a great book that you've read? It doesn't have to be a car book, but business book yeah. or whatever. So one you'd like to share? Well, I do actually listen to a lot of audiobooks. Okay. And it's not not highbrow at all, but I think one of my favorite is um, Rainbow Six by Tom Clancy. I listen to audiobooks. People tell me I'm a good writer. I don't feel like I am, but people say that about me. It's always a work in progress when you're a writer, right? It is, yes. And and of everything I do, writing is something I almost detest. <laughs> <laughs> now, wait a minute. You're an editor. Okay. I know. Well, you're editing other right. Okay, I get it. Yep. Well, I can, I can proofread stuff pretty quickly and... and but it's just to sit down and, and with a blank screen, you know, have to churn something out. Yeah. Uh, I don't like that. So, but, but I have to, so I do it. Um, but I get, I get inspiration from listening to stuff. These audiobooks really help me a lot. So Tom Clancy, for example, that is a very long story. I think that was like a 14 hour audio file. Wow. And, you know, he goes into incredible detail almost like exhaustive detail, but the way he does it there, and there's a parallel to what I'm doing, (laughs) but the way he does it is not boring. It's not like, Oh my God, you know, please get to the point. It keeps your attention and he moves the story along the pacing, the characters, the dialogue, it all moves along. So you're, you're settle in for this long audio file. Next thing you know, you're done with the book. You're like, Oh my God, (laughs) you made it. Yeah. And, and no, it doesn't seem like any time passed. It held your interest. I, I like stuff like that only because it's it's totally different from my industry, but it, it helps me in ways, especially with tech articles where you have to throw in a lot of detail that could potentially be very dry. Uh, you can do it in a way that doesn't read like an engineering manual, and I think that helps. Yep. All right. Yeah. I think that's the first time somebody's recommended that book. I've heard some Tom Clancy books, but of course he's <laughs> written a lot. But uh, yep. Rainbow Six, I love it. So I'm going to allow you to go on... The ultimate drive. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy you any vehicle in the world. You can take mm-hmm. it anywhere and you can go with anybody, mm. even somebody who's passed. So okay. what does that look like for you? There's a couple things. I would love to drive the Tale of the Dragon. Never been on, I've been on a portion of that. Tale of the Dragon. If I could do that with somebody like Mark Stilo from Chevrolet Racing, Ooh. that would be wonderful. And if we could do it in one of his Camaros, I would really like that because... He's sort of the pinnacle, like that is the the height of the the movement, I think, mm-hmm. of taking an older car, modernizing it, giving it performance beyond what it was ever designed to do, and also making it livable, drivable almost every day. Cool. So Mark Stilo in one of his 69 Camaros on the tail of the dragon and him coaching me on driving. <laughs> I would that, love that. Yeah. Well, that would be fun for uh-huh. sure. You picked a nice one. Yeah. What a road, too. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Legendary. Mm-hmm. Well, you've taken us on a wonderful ride today, John. And I want to thank you for spending some time and having some talks about hot rods and the new mm-hmm. idea of hot rodding and all that. I mean, it's a constant evolution. Before I let you go, could you share some words of inspiration, advice, or maybe a success quote or a mantra with our listeners? Yeah. Always keep learning. I say that. Always keep learning. Uh, there's always something to learn. There's always somebody to learn from. I've learned a lot in my life, but I'm I'm still an amateur at all of this, I feel. <laughs> we so, all are amateurs yeah. at life. Yeah. <laughs> Just when you think someone else has got it figured out, nah, not really. Right, right. And so I think that also helps keep you humble. So I, I prefer that, that type of approach to everything. And I think the world would be a pretty good place if a lot of people were like that, too. 
Well, I think so. How can people learn more about Hot Rod Magazine? Yes, we are online at hotrod.com. We have Facebook and Instagram and Twitter accounts, Hot Rod Magazine. If you want to see me, I'm mostly on Instagram at john.mcgann, M-C-G-A-N-N. We have a a video series that we're doing on YouTube now. Um, We have stuff uh, on the Motor Trend app. You can find us shows like Roadkill and Roadkill Garage. Hot Rod Garage on the Motor Trend app. And then we also are doing sort of a YouTube series under the Carcraft name. And that's something we just started this year. And that's on Motor Trend's YouTube channel. You're not busy at all, are you? (laughs) (laughs) Holy cow. I I love it. Well, I'll put links to these on John's show. Oh, you're welcome on John's show notes page. So all you listeners can check them all out. I want to do a thank you to a past guest here, uh, Kevin Tates, who introduced me to Mm -hmm. John. Kevin has brought several great people Mm -hmm. onto Cars Yeah. And if you missed my talk with Kevin, just go back and find him on the, uh, let's see, it would be the resources page on the Cars Yeah website or the search page. So there you go. Thank you, Kevin. John, hey, thanks for being so generous today with your time and sharing Mm -hmm. your life with us has been great fun until you and i talk again Mm -hmm. i'll see you down the road thank you very much you're welcome this was fun thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at cars yeah drive on over to carsyeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun download your free copy of filler up a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!